Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. It's been it's been a while. We're into a new year, quite quite a significant way into a new year. In fact, we've got over all of our uh, surgeries and whatnot since since last season, and we're back to back to speaking normally, especially in my case, which is fantastic. But uh, this week we're we're going to be kicking off with a bit of a bang. We've got Rohan here. Who was obviously with us last time to talk about rookies? How are you doing, Rohan? How how have you found all the football news of late? Um, mixed mixed opinions, to be honest. It's been exciting watching and hearing about all the uh, free agency moves. Um, just not uh, not too many positive ones for the Buccaneers, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, it's going to be quite a different season, but uh, we'll just have to see how we uh, how we end up drafting. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, we can get into the the books a little bit shortly, but before we do. Uh, Jack, I'll ask the same question of you. What what have you thought to the various moves, particularly around uh, particularly around the Broncos? Yeah, I mean lots of lots of exciting moves overall. Um, lots of fantasy relevant moves. Um, Broncos specifically, I thought of um, dealt with it fantastically. Uh, two of the best tackles on the offensive line, which we needed to help Russ. Um, so I'm very excited for the season again. Maybe I shouldn't be after last year, but I'm very excited. Absolutely. Great stuff. So, free agency. There have been quite a few moves. Yes. A few key players going to different places. I want to start off uh, with, with just maybe maybe a moment of silence for the uh, the passing of, of Thielen to the Carolina <laughs> Panthers, which has been a, a great upset to me personally. Um, I mean, I don't know what he's chatting about him thinking they're going to win a Super Bowl, but... I guess you got to when you join a new team, don't you? But that was that was very distressing for me, at least. But yeah, he's an aging guy, I guess. He he needs he needs opportunities to play. He's not going to get that behind Jefferson. Um, it it made sense for him to move on, but I guess you know he was always a Minnesota faithful, so it was a a sad day uh, for me, at least. Yeah, not yeah, I think surprised. With, yeah, I think with with DJ Moore leaving, um, obviously with the trade. Um, to the Bears for the first overall pick, um, you know I think it does obviously, from what I can remember of the uh, Panthers receivers, I think it does kind of automatically push Thielen up to, you know, <laughs> wide receiver one for the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, in terms of kind of better fantasy relevance as well, I know obviously having him on my dynasty team um, last year wasn't great. Um, you know, as Justin Jefferson keeps getting better and better year on year. Thielen just seems to be, or seemed to be with the Vikings at least, kind of fading into the darkness a little bit. So hopefully it will make him a bit more fantasy relevant for any, any dynasty owners. Um, yeah. And potentially as a kind of wide receiver, three or four in any you know redraft leagues as well. Best ball as well, I guess, is a good place to have him. But just on that topic, the, the big move, I guess, the DJ Moore trade. Yeah, um, massive. You, you know, lots of picks moved from Carolina over to to the Bears, obviously. But in return for the one hundred and one this year, it, was it an overpay? Um, I think that the Panthers surely must know who they're going for. Um, they're obviously a big fan of um, one of the two quarterbacks that we're going to discuss shortly. Um, personally, I think possibly because I don't think the Panthers are in a very good position anyway. Um, and I think the Bears definitely won the trade. I'm not sure if you guys agree. 100%. Yeah, I think the Bears definitely came out on top. Um, I think it's it was DJ Moore, um, first round pick, obviously pick number nine. Yeah. Um, I think it was a second round pick this year, and then I think a first and second next year as well, if I remember yeah. rightly. So, Mental. honestly, 
with obviously Justin Fields as their franchise quarterback moving forwards now, you know, they've got DJ Moore, they're strengthening the wide receiver group along with, you know, Chase Claypool and whoever mm-hmm. else is there. I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, but having, you know, pick uh, pick number nine um, and, you know, second round pick this year, in addition to what they've got anyway, you know, I think he's just going to be a superb, uh, they're going to be superb assets for them and they're just going to have a very, very strong draft, in my opinion, which will just, Bring them a problem, yeah. Last last place in the league to you know, hopefully a lot higher for them this year. Do we think that this is sort of the death of DJ Moore from a fantasy point of view? Though I mean, he's going to Fields. Fields doesn't it's, really throw very much. Yeah, I think not. Not that it'll be the death, but he's certainly not going to be as um, reliable he was these past few seasons. Um, I guess one thing it's worth noting: he didn't have a dreadful season last year, and that was with pretty inconsistent quarterback play. Um, yeah. The Bears do have a few decent receivers, like Rohan said. Uh, DJ Moore, uh, Darnell Mooney, um, I think is pretty solid, and obviously Chase Claypool as well. So I don't think he'll be as relevant by by any stretch. No, it's it's a shame, really, in that sense, because I mean, he's not had consistent QB play, has he? Really, no, ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but he's still been good, so it's it's a shame that that's that's happened. But I mean, Fields has been. From a fantasy point of view, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, I think the jury's still out on his his real life uh, relevance, <laughs> and I think from a, from a dynasty point of view, I'd still, you know, I would still put him behind quite a few QBs in my rankings just because of that Agreed. lack of security, which was where Jalen Hurts was, I guess, this time last year. You know, he did. He was a great player. I think. I, I mean, I've I've obviously always been a truther. Um, <laughs> I've convinced you, Jack, as well. I, I you guess have. we'll we'll hear what Rowan has to say. But you know, I always thought that he would be good, but there was still that kind of lack of uh, security for him. But after taking the team to a Super Bowl, I don't think anyone is in any doubt that Hurts is now the franchise QB for the for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Hurts fan as well now. Um, I know, obviously, with him. Uh, obviously, I think his whole story through college football as well um, is just an amazing one, to be honest. You know, transferring um, and obviously being benched in the national championship game, you know, to, to have to have that and then to, a few years down the line, take a NFL team to the Super Bowl. You know, he's, he's really made a massive impression on not only Philadelphia, but on the league as a whole. And I think he's going to be, you know, in another year or two, potentially in that constant conversation with Mahomes and Burrow yeah. you know and Josh Allen um, and I think I, I was um, I was listening to NFL Network the other day and, and a lot of the NFL insiders feel as though the um, Philadelphia Eagles are going to actually rather than seeing this year through on his I think it's a one million just over one million dollar salary that they owe him this year based on his yeah. contract I think what they're going to do is they're going to start paying him sooner sign him to a longer term deal sooner to establish that interest and that you know investment in him um and looking at potentially like a four or five year deal multi million multi you know 100 million dollar deal potentially um because yeah as things stand he's playing 2023 on just over a million dollars <laughs> who would you who would you say are the best mm. are the top 2 QBs in the NFC at the minute because obviously Hertz is yeah. is up there Ooh. but who's number 2 Ooh. It's Good question. <laughs> um, see, this is the thing between the 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 NFC and the AFC, right? Because you look at the AFC and you kind of you've got probably Mahomes at just the top, stacked, isn't it? Maybe you've got Allen afterwards, and you're talking about Burrow. But 
with the NFC, you just have Hurts, and then it's probably someone like Cousins, <laughs> you know, yeah. or Geno Smith after last or G- year, or Geno <laughs> Smith, which you know, it's 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 a it's a really strange. It is situation really. It's very Good. strange because you've got. I mean, I. I'd like to say previous years I might have said Kyler Murray, but even he's not. Yeah. Something's just not right with him. Uh, I do like. We'll discuss it, but I do like Derek Carr at the Saints. I think that'll be. I think yeah. that'll be pretty good. But in general, the NFC's quarterback plays is, is pretty atrocious. To be fair. This is because this is the interesting thing I find is you've got Carolina paying that much. Yeah. For the one hundred and one, which from what I've read, people are starting to think that's going to be Stroud. Um, yes. Yeah. Which I guess we'll get onto later. You know, the the purpose of this particular discussion today is is to talk about the rookies, but so much has happened and we've not <laughs> spoken. Right um, would you have paid what Carolina paid for the one hundred and one for Lamar Jackson? Because I would. Yeah, I like, think you probably would, given where Lamar why, is. Why go for a rookie who's never played in the NFL? For that price, when mm. you've got Lamar Jackson, who's quite clearly wanting to move on, yeah, who's quite clearly proven himself, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Why is Lamar still at the Ravens, and why has nobody picked him up yet? No, look, the, Lamar, the Lamar situation's pretty weird. Um, from what I can understand, obviously the Ravens aren't handling it brilliantly. I've heard rumours of huge deals being, or well, big deals being declined. Um, Lamar's certainly not happy. Um, but yeah, I am a bit curious as to why we haven't heard more rumblings of other teams going for him. Yeah, I think with the Panthers, um, I, I don't know if it's potentially a salary cap issue um, mm, as to why they've yeah. not gone for um, for Jackson. Because I know obviously with the you know drafting a rookie, you know you can get away with obviously even though the rookie deals now kind of rookie contracts for the first kind of four or five years in, in a first round picks case, you know, can be quite lucrative. Um, I, I know obviously from some of the, yeah, the rumours that I've heard, you know, it's, it's going to be big, big money for Jackson. And I think rightly so, but I think it might be, yeah, more of a salary cap factor for some teams as to why they've not gone after him. Yeah, that would make sense, I guess. It, it, uh, it does make a lot of sense. It's just... You know, if you kind of look at the teams that, that are making it to the Super Bowls, maybe with the exception of the 49ers a few years ago mm-hmm. with uh, Jimmy G, the QB yeah. is such an important position. And yeah. the NFC is yeah. really lacking in, in if, exceptional elite talent. It's got a lot of yeah. journeymen and sort of average talent. Yeah. But, but where's the, where is the eliteness? The, and it's for that reason, I think, that the Eagles have a good chance of winning a Super Bowl in the next couple of years and, yeah. and continuing on to win more because they, they've got more chances of getting through. The AFC is so much more difficult than the NFC for that reason. Yeah, 100%. I think, and, and you know, maybe when Lamar sorts something out, that might be an attractive prospect because Lamar could waltz into the NFC and immediately be the second best quarterback. You know, yeah. it's almost like it's not a free playoff run by any means, but he certainly gives himself a better chance versus the AFC, where he's got to get past your Mahomes, as your Burrows, your Allens. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out alongside whatever's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I know we just yeah. spoke about that briefly, but um, yeah, I think with with Jackson and Rodgers this off season, it's going to be interesting to see where they both end up actually playing and if there are any trades, you know, what, what they're going to look like, to be honest. 
yeah, Rogers, I guess, is a huge, huge move. Um, if, if if it goes through, um, yeah, you know, things things are not going too well. But you know, there was there was a video I think of uh, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall um, and Sauce Gardner burning his his sort of cheese hat. Um, in, in a ceremony to try and get Rogers to come and play with them, so Amazing. they obviously really want him. Uh, it's, it's not looking great for Zach Wilson. Um, and while we've got Rohan here, who was quite high on Zach Wilson, what has he disappointed? Um, I yes. think it's safe to say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyingly, um, I know I used the first round pick in our dynasty draft on him a couple of years ago. Um, I think that is a, a pretty massive bust. I know Jack called it at the time, um, which uh, I, I didn't agree with at the time, but you were right, Jack, so, <laughs> so well done. Um, so, yeah, I think unless he has some miraculous resurgence with another team, um, as I imagine as part of an Aaron Rodgers trade, I would foresee, you know, um, Wilson potentially heading over to the Packers. Um, so whether he may be... You know, battles the starting job out with with Jordan Love. Uh, you know, obviously remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm not quite as high on him as I was uh, this time <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting situation with him because you know he had the supporting cast this past year. Um, Garrett mm. Wilson has kind of probably come out as the the top wide receiver from last year's draft. I yeah, think phenomenal. We can all agree. Um, Brees Hall until the injury was definitely the front yeah, runner on the RB point of view. Obviously, yeah. Kenneth Walker took that, but more due to longevity than than anything else. Um, that's just me being bitter because uh, <laughs> I, I, I drafted Brees Hall a lot. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you know, you've got you've got two powerhouses on that offense. Um, I, I know Elijah Moore has, has just been drafted, uh, just been traded across the Browns. Um, but that's, I think, because he was unhappy with the Very. amount of looks he was getting. Um, I'm not sure what it'll be like behind Amari Cooper. Um, probably going to be similar again. But, yeah, the Jets were looking good. And I think they are still looking good. I think if they land Rodgers, it'll be... It, it, I think it would be a good move for them. But Rodgers does have a bit of a diva tendency now. Yeah, I think... Mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'd be concerned either way, I think. I think although the Jets would probably be a fringe playoff team... Um, I think not. Maybe not that Rogers just wants the money, but he's going to be switching over to the AFC. So really, he's got no chance of a Super Bowl run. I don't think as good as the Jets' defense is. Yeah. Um, and I just, I can just see the situation getting messy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be bad either way. I think, isn't it? As you say. Um, but who knows? He's he's got a chip on his shoulder, and, True. and Roger Rogers likes to prove a point. He does. Um, more so than anything else, I think. So I guess we'll see. Um, any other notable moves and changes that you want to bring up? I appreciate I've been very much leading the conversation in a bit of a winding path across most teams <laughs> there, but there are obviously some I've missed. I, th- I think one that interested me, which I really wasn't expecting, was, and I know the three of us have mentioned this already, um, is the David Montgomery trade to the... Um, mm. Or not trade, but the um, you know acquisition by the Lions, and then the Lions letting go of Jamal Williams. Um, yeah. After the season Jamal Williams had last year, I honestly thought they yeah. were going to bring him back. <laughs> um, how he'll do at the Saints behind Alvin Kamara, I suppose, will depend on how Alvin Kamara does. As to I know he's got a lot of off-field issues going on at the moment, and how much he'll play this season, I think again remains to be seen. Um, but I was quite surprised that uh, Montgomery ended up with the Lions and. Uh, didn't kind of stay with the Bears, to be honest. 
Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, I, I wasn't expecting that one either. I think, like you said, Jamal Williams had such a good season. Um, and Montgomery, I thought, I, I really didn't predict him going either. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a shame for Montgomery, really, because I really like you know, him. He was he was at home, wasn't he? At the Bears, yeah. he just he just mm. was. You know, he was such a great part of that team. But you know, you've got uh, Khalil Herbert now, who can come out of out of the shadow out of the and, and, and he looks good and, and rise. I'm worried about Swift. I think Swift has has been looked upon as an absolutely top tier fantasy running back asset, but I think it's he's done. just he's got he's not got the numbers anymore to do it. He's 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 quite injury prone. He's not the goal line back by any stretch yeah. anymore. No, um, you know he occasionally tears off and shows us what we're all so excited about on you know kind of a forty-yard touchdown run or something like that. But unless you get that game, you know, he's yeah, not the a other great games are very asset. low. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Any any games I played him in last year, um, very disappointing. The receptions were still there last year. He had what fifty odd receptions, I think it was. But yeah, there was there was too many bust games for me. Yeah, I mean the running back position, I think, is is definitely changing. Um, it's not got the value that it once had, and I think it's because you are seeing so many of these shared backfields. It's you know what's going on with the mm-hmm. Lions isn't unique to the Lions by any stretch of the imagination. And you know you've got a lot of you know running backs who are having to to share that load, um, and it's it's not often you kind of have a an RB one really on a team necessarily who who does just hog all of the carries. I guess you've got a few. You know, you've got your Christian McCaffrey's, you've got your Dalvin Cook still, and obviously Derek Henry still somehow not falling yeah. off the cliff yet. <laughs> um, but aside from, a, you know, a handful, you, you're not really looking at many newcomers that are kind of taking that, that yeah, role Yeah, taking off. the backfield. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very even split now, and I don't think there's as much... Well, I know the phrase like workhorse back was quite common a few years ago, but I think now it's just that running back by committee for, for pretty much every team. Uh, like Patriots, for example, last year, the, the splits. I know Ramondre Stevenson started getting a bit more than he did in year one, but it was still fairly even when mm-hmm. Damian Harris was healthy, you know, between yeah. the two of them. Um, and when you look at like the Chiefs, for example, they're their running back situation has been all over the place drafting Clyde edwards Hilaire in the first round which to be honest last season he started off the first four games with I think a minimum of 15 points um, and then just seemed to drop off 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 a cliff when Isaiah Pacheco came through Um, and he just him and McKinnon towards the end of the season just seemed to be running it between themselves and doing a fantastic job of it as well but that again was another you know I, I picked up Pacheco in, in at least one league um, as a streamer um, mm. because, yeah. you know, he was a good option. But even then, he was just capped by McKinnon's uh, sort of ability to catch the ball. And I guess the same thing's true of, you know, look at Washington. You've got Antonio Gibson, who was, you know, by a lot of people looked upon as, as a really good uh, up-and-coming option. Uh, yeah. And he's kind of been sidelined for Brian Robinson um, but even then, they're still sharing. You know, Robinson's not getting the catches. That's all going to to Gibson. Um, it's it's just a mess in a lot of places. It's, <laughs> it's it's a hard position to draft for, and I think the dynasty community yeah. starting to devalue that position a lot more. I mean, if you look at kind of an aggregator like Keep Trade Cut, Jonathan Taylor, I think he was regarded as next to sort of the levels of of Pat Mahomes a couple of years ago from a trade value. He has crashed so much now. 
um, you know, you're not going to get you're not going to get anything like what you would have got no. for him when he was, you know, coming out of his rookie season. No, not at all. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be an interesting one for me. I've I've never, I, I've always drafted running backs very highly. That's always been my my strategy. Uh, it's worked to varying degrees of success. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it is going to be it's going to be a completely different ball game. Uh, and like like we said, it, it makes sense for teams if you've got two or three really good running backs. You want them all involved. You want your best pass catcher. You want your best runner all getting equal amount of touches. But yeah, for for the fantasy community is going to be a little annoying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've discussed an awful lot, but we are here to discuss rookies, which is exciting. So we're a month a month away from the draft. Uh, we've had the combine. So, so we've all excited. got a good idea as to, I think, who, who we like most. So what we'll do is we'll go through our top three at each position. Aside from tight end, we'll probably just mention one guy who you probably can all guess who that will be um and just just see where we think people are but given we've just been talking about the running back position and how it's somewhat you know becoming more and more devalued let's start with everybody's first pick of the draft um, <laughs> and, and go through go through our top three running backs and Rohan as our honoured guest would you like to kick us off absolutely yeah I think first of all before we run through all this I just want to say what an awesome draft this is going to be like honestly the players in this this draft class are just phenomenal <laughs> at, at all three of the main positions or all three of the main offensive positions at least um, much much improved on last year that's for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my RB1 and I, I presume you two have got the same guy it's B. Definitely. John Robinson <laughs> yeah I don't think it needed discussing yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely um, I mean he's just his, his complete background from high school right through to playing for the Longhorns um, has just been exceptional to say the least uh, I mean when he was in high school he attended Salt Point High School in Arizona um, he set a high school record of 7,036 career rushing yards and 114 touchdowns <laughs> um, and in his senior senior year alone um, he rushed for 2,235 yards, 38 touchdowns on only 126 carries <laughs> averaging 17 yards per carry <laughs> which is Good just Lord. incredible um, obviously, he's not quite been that productive at, uh, at um, college, but uh, he's, he's still been by far the best running back in the in the country, uh, running for over fifteen hundred yards last year and eighteen touchdowns plus eighteen rushing touchdowns plus two receiving as well. So, yeah, he's he's just going to be unstoppable, I think, when he uh, when he joins the NFL. Good stuff. Yeah, I think. I don't think we need to discuss Bijan Robinson too much more because I think we've all got him at, at number one. Would you all agree he is the one hundred one? Eh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, without a cool. doubt. Yeah. So for all the talk of us saying how running back is a devalued position, definitely the first pick. <laughs> yeah, he's just that good though, isn't he? Generational talent springs to mind. Um, next up, then number two for you, Rohan. Um, so number two, I've got Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are in agreement but he's had a a really strong four years in college Um, so he he started in 2019 as a freshman and had 11 touchdowns Um, he was injured in 2020 after just one touchdown uh, but then came back with a vengeance in 2021 rushing for over 1100 yards and 13 touchdowns Um, and then in 2022 uh, rushed for over 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns. So he showed a lot of consistency consistency, sorry, um, over the last two years. Um, and in his 
eight of his ten games in 2022, he rushed for over 100 yards. Um, nice. You know, so he's he's really kind of set himself up on a, you know, in a good position, I think. And, and for most of the NFL insiders that I've uh, you know been listening to as well, that they've got him in the kind of at least the top four or five. Um, so I think he'll certainly be one of the, obviously not the first, but one of the first off the board in the in the draft. Good stuff. And then down at number three, I say down, it's still a good position. <laughs> um, number three, I've actually got Sean Tucker from Syracuse. Um, now, Ooh. again, I don't know if you guys have got him either, but he's he's had a very, again, very productive last couple of seasons um, with over a thousand yards in, in both years. Uh, 11 rushing touchdowns and two receiving in 2022. Uh, and then 12 rushing touchdowns and two receiving in 2021. Um, again, in, in nine of the 12 games, he ran for over 100 yards um, and he just shows a lot of strong consistency, uh, you know, his speed and change of pace. So I think his, his biggest strengths. Um, and unfortunately, he wasn't actually able to run a lot of the drills that the other running backs did at the Combine. Uh, he still went and had his measurables and everything taken, but the actual drills themselves he wasn't able to uh, to participate so because of that he actually filmed on twitter a basically the, the identical workout <laughs> but in his own time and uh, his 40 yard dash he ran his first attempt he ran a 439 and his second Jesus. attempt he ran a 433 <laughs> so i think it just highlights oh you know his speed for one um that that was like the main um kind of factor that stood out from the the combined drills um but i think you know it's, it's certainly something certainly someone to keep an eye on moving forwards good stuff excellent thank you very much jack who who's your top three yes yeah, so a um, couple of similarities to rohan uh Bijan robinson obviously the the clear one um zach charbonnet i've got at three um completely agree with rohan's statements he's extremely physical runner also a great pass blocker and pass catcher, which obviously helps a million times in the NFL at the NFL level. Um, yeah. But then at two, I had uh, Jamar Gibbs, Alabama. Um, very good runner, elite pass catcher, drawing a lot of comparisons to Alvin Kamara. Um, not as productive in college, um, didn't get over a thousand yards, but from looking at the film, he just he passes my eye test. So that's why I had him a little ahead of uh, Zach Charbonnet. Very good. Um, my list is identical to Jack's, as it happens. Um, just on Gibbs a little bit more as well, he is an early declare, which I often find yes. is, is a good thing, because obviously with the running back position, you do find that they get worn out and the tyres come off uh, quite early in comparison to you know QB especially and wide receiver. So you know, given that he's just had the three years there, uh, and he's he's jumping into the NFL at just the ripe age of twenty one, making us all feel old. Um, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I yeah. think that that extra year on him is actually, from a dynasty it's point of view, quite quite valuable. Robin. But obviously, Bijan as well. Robinson is uh, is an early declare too, and he's he's just just turned twenty one as well. So two two very young young guys, but. Nice, nice, interesting, varied list though from you, Rohan. So there's a few guys you'll have your eye on that, uh, that yeah. some of us won't necessarily have been too aware of. Yeah, hope nobody uh, steals any of my ideas now. No, it's a, sh- <laughs> um, it's a but, shame uh, <laughs> you came on the podcast, really. <laughs> um, I mean, I did. I, I have got uh, Jameer Gibbs at four. Um, I did have yeah. him a little bit higher initially, uh, but then I, I felt just after, you know, 
obviously seeing the highlights throughout the season. Not obviously, I do watch day. a lot of the college football, but then obviously seeing yeah, seeing the pro day and seeing some of the other highlights mm-hmm. as well recently. Um, you know, and, and just looking at the figures as well. You know, it, as Jack said, you know, he didn't run for a thousand yards. Um, he only managed seven touchdowns this season, um, and he only actually ran for over a hundred yards in three of his twelve games. Um, so there were just a few figures like that that meant for me at least he dropped to to number four. Um, but yeah, I think you know he had a a good couple of seasons at Georgia Tech before transferring to Alabama last year. And yeah, I think obviously as an early declare, yeah, with the running back position being so knackering, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, one of a better phrase, you know, that the younger you are, the better. <laughs> yeah, brilliant stuff. Okay, so I'll ask at the end. I obviously asked about where we thought Bijan was, but maybe we do a quick top 10 at the end as well, uh, if if we've got time, and uh, just consider where these guys sit, because I feel like, you know, there's quite a significant drop-off between, you know, my number two to my number one, um, given given how good Bijan is. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's interesting totally to see, although right. these are top three in their positions, where do they kind of lie in the top, top 10 overall? But we'll move on to the wide receiver position, shall we? So again... As our honoured guest, Rohan, do you want to take us through your top three first? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got uh, Jackson, Smith and Jigba at number mm-hmm. one. Um, I'm sure you guys have got the same. <laughs> yeah, um, I do. So, yeah, he's, he's uh, from Ohio State. Um, he actually holds the FBS Bowl game and Ohio State single game record for the most receiving yards in a game with 347. <laughs> it was a ridiculous um, game. It was, yeah, the 2022 <laughs> Rose Bowl. <laughs> um, he was injured for part of the 2022 season, so again, numbers-wise, doesn't look overly impressive. Uh, but I know his, his sophomore season, he did have uh, 95 receptions for just over 1,600 yards and nine touchdowns, uh, which is, is obviously a very strong season. Um, I, I, think, I think he will be the first receiver off the board in the draft and the first receiver off the board in any... Uh, fantasy drafts as well to be honest um, he did leave high school as a, a five star prospect um, and was actually ranked the fifth wide receiver in the country after finishing high school um, he actually achieved over 5,000 yards 82 touchdowns in only 44 games at high school as well <laughs> um, wow. averaging 121 and a half yards a game um, you know, so Good I think Lord. when you look back at high school stats, and then obviously that's again similar with Bijan Robinson, not quite translated the same into college, but it's never going to do when you've got such a high caliber of, uh, of football. Um, I think there's there's no doubt that he's going to be one of the the top receivers in a few years in the in the NFL. Brilliant. Yeah, very good. And your number two. Number two, I've got Nathaniel Dell from Houston. Um, he's been absolutely outstanding the last two seasons um, in 2021 he had 90 receptions for over 1300 yards and 12 touchdowns and in 2022 he had over 1300 yards again for 17 touchdowns um, his yards and touchdowns were actually the best in the nation in 2021 and 2022 um, and his receptions in 2022 was the second best in the country so I think that just says a lot about the the calibre of wide receiver and to be, you know, considered <laughs> the top, um, you know, is is no easy feat. <laughs> um, he's only quite small though at five foot ten, um, and only weighs in at one hundred and sixty five pounds. So I think size is probably his main weakness. But mm. you know, when you look at the likes of um, Devonte Smith, for example, um, you know, I know it's taken a, a year or two for him to kind of uh, get fully acclimatised the NFL, but I, I don't see why Nathaniel Dell can't can't do the same. 
Um, he is very fast and very quick footed though, so he would make a kind of ideal slot receiver. Um, so I think it'd be interesting to see, mainly kind of see which team ends up drafting him, to be honest, as to how valuable he's going to be in, in fantasy. Very good. And rounding us out at number three. Number three, I've got Jordan Addison at number mm-hmm. three from USC. Um, he had a, a bit of a tame year in 2022 with only 875 yeah. yards and eight touchdowns. Um, but it was his, his 2021 season that really you know, stood out before he transferred from the Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, he racked up 1500, well, nearly 1,600 yards, 17 touchdowns from 100 receptions. Um, and again, the 17 touchdowns he scored was the best in the, the whole of college football in that year, um, averaging 15.9 yards per reception. Um, again, I think it will come down to what team drafts him because, again, he's not the biggest and not the heaviest of receivers. Um, so I think it'll be a similar case to Nathaniel Dell in terms of who drafts him as to, as to how relevant he's going to be. Great stuff. Thank you very much. And uh, Jack? Yeah, again, very similar bar one position. So Smith and Jig were obviously uh, at one. Um, I mean, just watching his highlights, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous watching the guy play. Um, I've also got Addison at two. Um, 2022, again, a bit of a down year, but he was injured. Uh, very good route runner, very good hands. I think he'd slot into almost any NFL offense. Um, and then at three, I've got Quentin Johnson, TCU. Um, he's he's got he's got a small drop issue, um, but so did Jamar Chase coming into the league apparently. Um, but I just love the guy's size. He, he's six foot four. He's absolutely massive. Has the speed. Uh, reminds me a little bit of DK Metcalf, only a bit smaller. Um, and I think he'll translate well to the NFL level with whoever gets him. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So I guess um, not not exactly the same as Jack this time. Um, <laughs> but the same players, just slightly different. So I've got um, Jackson Smith and Jigba at, at number one as yep. well for all the reasons you, you've outlined. I've got Quentin Johnson at two. Oh, nice. Um, and then I've got Jordan Addison at, Jordan Addison at three. Um, I do kind of value Johnson and Addison quite similarly. It's clo- I mean, it is close. One could easily go over the other, I guess, depending on draft uh, you know who drafts them as well it has a huge impact on these lists, right? So yeah, um, I think th- they're obviously very different players, but um, but yeah, depending on where they go, I, who knows who knows where I would draft draft those two. So I'm not particularly precious on the second and third, but yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba I think is is a very exciting prospect indeed. Um, finally, then. Well, not finally, because we're going to talk. Should we talk about tight ends? Who have you got? Who, who's your Who's your nominal tight end? I, I guess Ro- Rohan will start with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of the most, the tight end I think will be most exciting this year. I think without doubt it's going to be Darnell Washington from Georgia. Um, however, in terms of actual numbers, um, he hasn't had the most impressive season. Um, so I did actually have Michael Mayer from uh, Notre Dame down at number one. Um, but I mean, I think it's probably worth mentioning both. I mean, Michael Mayer, he he was one of the most kind of complete players coming into the draft. And I think he's got quite a high floor at the tight end position. Um, he's been very consistent over the last two seasons um, with seven touchdowns in 21 and nine touchdowns in 22. Um, and he actually finished his college football career as Notre Dame's all-time receptions leader at tight end with 180 nice. receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he, he is he's definitely one to, to consider. Um, 
But I, as I say, I do think Darnell Washington, after the way he performed at the combine, six foot seven, <laughs> two hundred and sixty-five pounds. <laughs> um, you know, he's, he's just an absolute monster. Um, and although he wasn't much of a touchdown threat in college, with only two touchdowns last year, it's mainly because he's playing behind Brock Bowers, who's an absolute machine at tight end and one to watch out for for next year. Uh, he had 13 touchdowns in 21 and seven <laughs> touchdowns in 22. So um, I think Darnell Washington's maybe been a bit uh, obviously impacted by Brock Bowers. But I think, again, depending what team looks to, to draft him, will again depend on how fantasy relevant he is. But I think there's potential there. He's, he's an amazing um, pass catcher, amazing blocker. Um, you know, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Uh, but again, it'll just depend on which team drafts him and, and whether he does become the tight end one for that team or whether he's vying against another more experienced tight end, I would say. Yeah, Jack, do you have a different yeah. opinion? No, I mean, I, I think obviously Mayer is the is, mm-hmm. is the clear tight end one, I think, in, in most people's eyes. But Darnell Washington was also the only other tight end I bothered writing down. So I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree in that sense. But yeah, May is uh, phenomenal. Uh, catches pretty much everything uh, from watching his highlights. Still decent size. He's 6'4, 265. Um, also ran mid 4'6 as well, which is fairly quick for his size and for a tight yeah. end. So um, I, I think he'll be, he'll be very good almost immediately. Good stuff. Yep, and yeah, Mayer is also my <laughs> number one. I think he's the only person that I would. Yeah, well, I'd, well, like you say, you've 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 both given me a new name to look for now because I've not really uh, not really heard much about Washington. So I'll make sure I keep that in mind in the later rounds. Um, thanks, guys. Um, so <laughs> moving on then to to QB, which I guess is is arguably the most exciting position this year. Yes, it is. Um, so I imagine we potentially have the same three players. Uh, I would have thought so. Where they stand in our listing depends maybe upon hearts and minds <laughs> and, and which one we, we weigh more heavily. So, again, for the for the final time, Rohan, would you please uh, take us through your top three quarterbacks? Absolutely. So, number one, I've got Bryce Young uh, from Alabama. Um, he's Heisman winner in 2021, um, back up to Matt Jones in 2020, and then obviously since then took over and has, has just been outstanding, to say the least. Um, 2022 was still a great year for him um, by quarterback standards. Um, you know, 3,328 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, but it was mainly his 2021 year that stands out with over, well, nearly 5,000 passing yards, 47 touchdowns, <laughs> uh, which is just absolutely incredible. Um, he holds the, the record for the most passing yards in a single game by an Alabama quarterback with 559 against Arkansas and he actually threw five touchdowns and zero interceptions in that game (laughs) so he's uh, he's he's certainly a a top performer Um, he's he's a decent enough rusher Um, that's probably the main weak side uh, kind of main weakness for him that I would say Um, he only has kind of three rushing touchdowns um, so he's, he's not as much, I wouldn't say, of a dual threat as the likes of, you know, Lamar Jackson, for example, um, who's already in the league. Um, but I, I think, to, to be perfectly honest, you can't go too far wrong with an Alabama quarterback, you know, and they've learned from True. Nick Saban. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you look at Jalen Hurts, you know, Tua may end up, you know, well, I think Tua's at a point where he's either going to get better or he's just going to 
fall off a cliff, <laughs> to be honest. So <laughs> it will just uh, be interesting to see what happens with him. But, you know, Mac Jones hasn't exactly got off to a bad start with the Patriots. So, you know, I think you're always safe with an Alabama quarterback. And I think Bryce Young is potentially the best that's come out of Alabama in, in recent years. Excellent. And at number two? Number two, I've got CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State. Um, he threw for yeah nearly three thousand seven hundred yards, forty one touchdowns, and only had six interceptions last year. Wow! Um, so he's he's got a really really strong ratio in his favour. Um, he really came out of the woodwork in twenty one after serving as Justin Fields' backup prior to that, um, and really showed kind of what he can do during his first season, holding you know a lot of Ohio State records as well. Again, such as like most passing yards in a game, at 573 um, in the the Rose Bowl game. Same one that Jackson Smith and Jigba <laughs> got his <laughs> uh, his record uh, receptions total. Um, you know, he threw for six touchdowns in that game, for example. Um, and he was also a Heisman finalist in 2021, losing out to um, Bryce Young. <laughs> uh, you know, so they're, they're very, very close. And I think, I know we mentioned it earlier, I do wonder if the Panthers... And, and like Jack mentioned, you know, I think there has been a lot of talk of the Panthers leaning more towards Stroud. So I think it will be interesting to see which one they go for. Uh, but I think the the first pick in both the real draft and any fantasy drafts is going to be one of these two moving forwards. Great stuff. And finally at three. At three, um, I had to. My heartstrings, it's Anthony oh. Richardson. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, six foot four, two hundred and forty-four pounds. Um, he, he, again, I've put him in here because I love him because he's from Florida. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think he had the best season he could have done last year at Florida. Um, I think his situation is very much a case of he's got a lot of kind of raw talent and needs a lot of support and kind of guidance in terms of turning that into becoming the next Patrick Mahomes or whatever so I think for Richardson it will depend a lot on his landing spot um, mm. a few people that are, a few of the NFL insiders have, have had him kind of in the mock drafts you know landing at the, the Colts I've seen um, so you know we'll have to see if that is the case and how that works out but you know I think he's got so much potential um, but as I say last year he did only throw for 17 touchdowns um, he had a 81 yard rushing touchdown and did end up with nine touchdowns at uh, nine rushing touchdowns which was the most across tight ends um you know in, across the top uh, top prospects this year um so he does have that that kind of dual threat i think it's just a case of finessing what he's got to make it as, as good as it possibly can be um you know he has thrown some wayward throws last year uh, but equally he's thrown some outstanding throws that not a lot of other quarterbacks would even attempt so I think it is going to be a case of landing spot is the main factor for him. But I think if he if he does end up with a good team and has the support he needs, then he, he could be one of the, the greats moving forwards. Brilliant. Wow. Well, Jack, what's what's your top three? Yeah, I mean it's I'm not sure if yours is, but mine is mine is exactly the same. As um, is as is mine. Yeah. I mean <laughs> the, I, I will say but between one and two it is very close. Mm-hmm. Um like their, their their stats are very similar. CJ Stroud's slightly more accurate over the last two years, but then Bryce, when he can, although it's never his first option, can run, uh, like Rohan mentioned. So I think I think the ceiling for me on Bryce over Stroud is just a little bit higher. Um, and then Richardson is just I mean he's just an athlete, isn't he? The combine was yeah. ridiculous. Why he ran a four four three. 
40-yard dash, which at a quarterback is ridiculous. He was at the top percentile in all of the drills. Um, accuracy is obviously the biggest concern. I think he was only around 55% passing last year, which is obviously atrocious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but the rushing ability is also elite. Um, he has an absolute cannon for an arm. Uh, so like Rohan said, I think if he lands in the right situation with the right coach, right weapons, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be very exciting. Yeah, brilliant stuff. And and my, my top three are the same. I think Richardson's the one to talk about the most just because... Yeah, it is, it's so it, exciting. You know, he, he has he has to improve, but I think because he is such a boom or bust option, you know, he if if he booms, he will overshadow the, the first two and, and he will be the best QB in this draft. But it, it's, there's always that chance that he mm-hmm. won't. And as you say, it's, it's those, those completion percentages. If you increase that, which is something you can learn. And I think that's something that you've always got to kind of take into account in these cases is you can teach people. You know, these guys are not just coming in and they're not going to stay rookies. They are going to learn. If he's got, as Rohan said, the right supporting cast and also the right coaching staff around him, yeah, he could end up being absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, like I, say, like I said about Jalen Hurts on, you know, at the start of the podcast last year, when we were kicking <laughs> off, you know, I said to you, Jack, I remember, you know, if he can just improve his completion percentages by and boy, 5%. did he. Yeah. He did, yeah. Yeah, he did. But it, it, that's the difference, isn't it? Between it is. a great rusher, like a Justin Fields type and a Jalen Hurts type. And, you know, Richardson, he could easily surpass Hurts if he's, if he's got the right chance to do so. But that's in the best case scenario. And we can't always operate to best case scenarios. Yeah. You've got to play the safe option, which is why Young and Stroud, for me, are one and two. But even then, that's interchangeable. Yeah, um, totally. it'll very much depend on where they land as to as to where I would judge those two QBs. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really exciting. It's a really exciting draft, especially from the QB position. Um, but, I think a couple of sorry, mate. I think a couple of notable mentions as well because it's such a good draft. I think Will Levis from Kentucky yeah. and Hendon yeah. Hooker from Tennessee. I think those two as well are certainly worth worth mentioning. Um, you know, they, they've both had. I know Hooker got injured towards the end of the season, but um, they've both had really strong seasons and I think will both be drafted quite highly as well. Um, they're, uh, again, they're kind of four and five for me, um, but they're certainly worth mentioning in this draft class with, mm-hmm. I think, them as the clear kind of top five. Absolutely. Okay, let's let's uh, let's pretend we're having a draft then. 101, Rohan, your team, your, your current dynasty team in our league... Who are you taking at 101? Current dynasty team, I'm not going to lie, I need a quarterback. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm taking... Oh, I've got first overall Are you, are you, trade, are you trading down, I guess, is the question. I, I think I'd have to go with Bryce Young. <laughs> I, I need I need a quarterback. Um, my quarterback situation is currently Geno Smith and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's not the worst but it's certainly not the best <laughs> um, I think I would probably go Bryce Young and look to, to strengthen that with, with someone who I think is going to be a yeah obviously a franchise quarterback for whoever ends up drafting him um, you know for the, the long term really good stuff okay we move to one or two and it falls to you Jack uh, a current dynasty team um, if Bryce Young had just been picked beforehand I'd, I'd have to I'd have to take Stroud next because as much as I love Bijan, 
Um, I, I don't want to then have to drop as good as I think Richardson is. I don't want to have to drop that far on needing a quarterback if that makes any sense. And I, I need to yeah. hit one of those first two. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm sitting at one or three, cackling so damn happy. <laughs> yeah. Jim Robinson has dropped He's fallen to, me. to you. He's fallen to you. And I think I would just draft him and then just leave the rest of it on auto draft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Bijan at three then for me. Uh, back to four, Rohan. You somehow have acquired another draft pick at this point. I think I would have to go with Anthony Richardson. I know that's two quarterbacks, but uh, again, I think I, I wouldn't want to pass up the opportunity just in case he he did land with the right team. <laughs> you know, he did uh, you know reach those uh, you know ceilings that he is capable of. Um, and to be honest, you know, I think having those two as as follow ups to Geno Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't exactly a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably upgrade- <laughs> you're upgrading on in every aspect there. I think. Yeah. Um, Cool, so one of five, Jack, comes to you. I was hoping I'd get the double quarterback, so I'm not very happy, to be honest. Um, but I think I think if that's the way it went, I'm then taking uh, Smith and Jigba, I think, to pair with yeah. Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm set for life then. Cool, and then I'd probably go one of six. Probably, probably Will Levis, to be honest. Um, you know, I could do... I've got Cousins as my second quarterback after Hurts. Uh, as much as... Gibbs looks like a screaming steal to me at, at that point. Um, you know, I've got a haul and I've got Bijan at this stage, so it would it would be a little bit greedy to take another running back. And as we keep saying, the devalue position. So yeah, I'd, I'd go Q, I'd go QB with with uh, Will Levis, I think. So then we go to the one hundred and seven back to Rohan. Um, I'd probably go with Zach Charbonnet at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I do need to add a running back at some point. Um, I've got Josh Jacobs and uh, Ramondre Stevenson and fingers crossed as long as Rashad Penny doesn't get injured which he probably will <laughs> um, you know I could do with a you know a third decent running back to, to add to the team so I'd probably go with yeah Zach Charbonnet at uh, the third pick for me very good so then we 108 then Jack then Jamal Gibbs snap for, for me um, if he fell to me that late um, obviously I traded for uh, Javon A. Williams last year that went absolutely dreadfully in the end um, so, so I, as much as we're t- again as much as we're saying running back is devalued I would like to have a healthy one so I'd be taking Gibbs <laughs> yeah and one on nine I think I'm probably going Quentin Johnson yeah uh, for me and for finishing us off then at uh, at the 10th pick Rohan why not? I'll go with another quarterback. I need to get rid of Zach Wilson. Um, I'll go with uh, <laughs> probably Hendon Hooker, I would say. Um, I think, yeah, just uh, having some decent backup quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, it's not looking great for me at the moment with uh, Wilson. See what happens with Trask, whether he gets the starting job over Mayfield. And then with uh, Desmond Ridder. Uh, again, who knows if he's going to get the starting job. Well, um, Taylor Heineke is now joined. So, yeah, I think having a decent third choice running uh, third choice quarterback um you know just in case anything was to happen to the first two um so yeah i go with hendon hooker at 10 great stuff i guess that that rounds us out then um fantastic so obviously we've got the draft in a month's time and then we need to sit and think about what we would where we would draft people but when does our league's draft actually begin jack i think it's imminently after the draft isn't it yeah i think it's i think it's almost i think it's the sunday the draft ends actually or pretty much as soon as the draft ends i've set it to start a nice slow draft nice slow eight hours, eight hours, eight hours <laughs> i enjoy it i enjoy it yeah getting those trades in that's um, it 
because that's one of the things like you know Rohan if you were 101 you know Bijan Robinson is just so renowned as the 101 it would be just such a prime position for you to trade back to say one or, two, or even one or three if you're looking for a QB you know yeah. you're looking at Stroud and Young is very similar you could trade down from the 101 to the 103 and you'd get a lion's share of, of riches yeah, yeah. From, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're targeting somebody who needs a running back, that's it. Yeah. it would, it would be incredible. You could easily get like a, a wide receiver two or a, an RB two uh, as as compensation for that. Which, you know, that's that's the key thing, I guess, is as we get closer to the draft, and as you're on the clock, trades become so much more important. You've got to kind of look and see what everyone else is valuing players at, and try and. Uh, influence them into to handing over some goods in return for something something tasty. So yeah, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I think depending on landing spots as well. I think once the draft has actually happened, we might start to see a few uh, trades for you know jumping up in in uh, draft position starting yep. to occur. Uh, obviously, depending where some of these quarterbacks end up, I, I might be involved in some of that. But we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to wait and see where they end up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so where where is everybody in in the, in Let the me, draft? Uh, the you you had a, I'm, I'm picking at fifth. I know that fifth. Oh, Slap bang in the middle. <laughs> it's um it's um, it's an interesting one. So obviously you've got the you've got the one oh one, haven't you, Connor? Uh, yeah, tra- and I won't traded. be traded back. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I figured that out. Made that very traded, clear. Um, Traded by James, which is then interesting because so you're you're obviously taking Bijan by the sounds of it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> which then, which is interesting because then Sam is then at the one or two, who is in desperate need of a running back, not so much a quarterback because he's got Lamar and Trevor Lawrence. So that then puts him in the spot where I assume he still takes Young or Stroud. Um, yeah, I guess he doesn't have a backup QB, does he? But at the same time, he has got Jackson and, and, and Lawrence. So and is I'd, it? Although, oh. or, or does he go? He also doesn't have very good receivers, so maybe he goes high on on someone like Jackson. Um, either way, I'm then at the one three. So I take if Bryce or CJ are there, I probably take one of them because I, I really need a, a quarterback uh, with Stafford and Wilson sort of uh, aging and being rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you've then got um, it was Kieran but Connor at the one four. Um, you've got yeah. I, I I mean, depending on what it, it all it's all contingent on Sam yeah. really. It if is Sam, if if Sam opts for the highest value player sort of generic sort of generically or generally rather, which then yeah. you know if he'd be he'd be going for for Young or Stroud. But if he if he plays positionally. And, and goes for for Gibbs or Smith and Jigba, you take one of Young yeah. or Stroud. I would and take then you've the got other. The other, yeah. But if both the QBs have uh, gone, I'm probably going Anthony Richardson at, at one and four. Interesting. Which leaves Which, then at one five Rohan in an interesting spot. What do you do if all three quarterbacks are gone? If all three quarterbacks have gone, I'm going Hendon Hooker. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I think out of him and Will Levis, I think he just edges it for me. I know he's injured at the moment, so it will depend on how his um, you know, recovery is and again which which team drafts which him. Team but he ends I up think uh, I think I'd go with him over Levis. Uh, but hopefully I can get Richardson. But yeah, worst case scenario I suppose Hendon Hooker. <laughs> and yeah, then takes us to L. Yeah, then you've got L uh, via Lewis at the one six. So um, I guess if we imagine let's say all QBs have gone 
at this point. I think um, is Elliot's probably taken. Elliot's got a fairly aging running back core from from memory. I think. Let's have a look. Oh, there it is. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe he takes a a running back like, for example, Gibbs. There. Yeah. And I think actually I'd hope he didn't because I'm then next. Uh, if Gibbs was still at the board at the one seven, I'd certainly be taking Gibbs. Or it's a Smith and Jigba, I imagine. Or him if he's yeah if he's not being taken a hundred percent. If I compare him with uh, Jamar Chase and then Tom at the one eight, Alex at the one nine, and then Tom in a trade via L again at the one ten. Yeah, it's a tricky one to judge at that point because it's going to be an exciting first so round. It's hard to know who's 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 gone and who's. Stayed, I think I, I think we'll see. I think we'll see some some first round trades. Look, looking at that and what people need positionally, I, I think we'll see some first round trades. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be yeah. There's going to be a lot of moving. Like I say, I think if if Sam if Sam plays his cards right, trading down from the one or two to you know the one or one or five, one or six area. Um, you know he's gonna he's gonna wind up with quite a nice little little package, but it just depends if people are willing to pay for one of Stroud or Young, I guess. Yeah, um, that's it. You know we've I'd 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 love to have a QB two that's not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, so that's that's probably gonna have to be my choice. And and then with Bijan there, it, it makes sense. But you know I've got Mixon who's kind of in a bit of a shifty position. His his value's dropping like mad. Um, you know, it's it's the, the whole RB situation is just absolutely crazy at the minute, as I said. Um, it's you know Montgomery having moved as well. He was another one of my faithfuls. Eckler making noises about wanting to get traded. So you know, a lot of my big heavy hitters, they're in a bit of a tense sort of tenuous situation at the minute. So it's it's going to be a crazy draft. We all have needs. Um, it's just you know you've got to play that that game of of chance you know where are people going to draft because you don't want to draft a player you love too highly because no. it's, it's a waste of capital but likewise you don't want to play it too uh, too riskily and, and have them be drafted by somebody else yeah I couldn't agree more um, and I think I think like Rohan alluded to earlier it is it is, it is quite a deep draft I, I don't think it's going to be a case of it's one of those ones where it's first round and then no one cares um, yeah. I think even into the second third late third I think there's there's still going to be lots of exciting players on the board for people yeah absolutely yeah definitely and there's I mean there's other you know decent quarterbacks as well other than the five we've mentioned I know Stetson Bennett as well he's won two national championships with Georgia so he's not exactly you know a bad quarterback you know he's had a good supporting cast around him at Georgia um you know but some team I'm sure will pick him up um obviously I doubt as a starter straight away but you never know sometimes these backups end up starting before you know it so you know there are other quarterbacks you know and other obviously other running backs as well that are fantastic it's just with it being such a deep draft it's you know we're only really talking about the, the top three at each position yeah definitely good stuff well thank you very much for joining us Rohan it's, it's thank been, you for having me it's been great great, great to have you back um, I guess our next one Jack is probably going to be a, a post draft post draft very excited yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, obviously, we'll probably be mid-draft when we record next time. Um, <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun. Which which will be yeah, it'll be an interesting one to, to comment on. But it's been absolutely wonderful to have you along, Rohan. Thank you very much for your insights and for um, for bringing to my attention a few players that I'd not really looked at 
in any great depth as well. It's it's been it's been an, an education. So oh, that's good. Well, thanks for having me. It's been good. I've enjoyed no it. No worries, and we'll uh, we'll have to get you back soon. But yeah, until then, uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>